The Daily Rios, for February 5th, 2013. It's Tuesday, it's early in the month, so this has to be a Timeline Tuesday episode, where I'm going to take a look at all the anniversaries, birthdays, first issue releases, special events, and more in comic book history, all for this month of February. We start 10 years ago, 2003. These are some of the books that I saw that I think were, you know, fairly uh, interesting picks as I was going through the list. Ten years ago, 2003, February, these are when these books actually shipped. Not They're not cover dates or anything like that. First up, Amazing Spider-Man issue 50. This was during the JMS John Romita Jr. run. And this issue had Spider-Man and MJ reconciling their relationship in the middle of an airport that had been... Um, attacked by these freedom fighter terrorists who were going after Dr. Doom because he was coming to the States or leaving the States or something like that. Uh, So in the middle of all this chaos, Spider-Man and MJ are trying to have a conversation about their relationship and uh, basically trying to protect Dr. Doom as well. Um, Captain America guest starred. He was disguised as an escort in a really interesting twist. So it was a good issue, and uh, it brought MJ back to the Spider-Man books. Also 10 years ago, JSA The Unholy Three, which was part of the Liberty File series by Dan Jolly and Tony Harris, that is actually going on uh, right at this moment uh, with JSA Liberty Files' uh, The Whistling Skull. So the first issue of Part 2 came out 10 years ago. We have from Marvel, The Rawhide Kid five-issue miniseries. This was by Ron Zimmerman and artist John Severin, and this put the twist on the character that he was actually gay, and it um, was a controversial five-issue miniseries, and I can't say it was all that well-received, especially because Ron Zimmerman was not the greatest writer. Ten years ago, Action Comics 800, with a cover by Drew Struzan, uh, in an homage to Action Comics number one. Interesting because we, I assume, should be coming up... Oh no, we already had Action Comics 900 uh, on, what, a couple years back. And then ten years ago, the first issue of Hero number one from DC by by writer uh, Will Pfeiffer. And he had originally came onto the scene with the Vertigo title Finals with Jill Thompson and wrote a couple other things. And then came Hero the series that was a riff on the concept of Dial H for Hero, and it lasted 22 issues, and eventually from here, Will Pfeiffer would go on to write Aquaman, Blood of the Demon, and one of my favorite runs by him, Catwoman, with Pete Woods, uh, a very lengthy run during the Infinite Crisis days um, and all the build-up that was happening, and um, that series, uh, his run was really, really good, Uh, so... That I've never read Hero, and I've always meant to. I've heard some really good things about it. It had a very low print run. It did last almost two years, though, so that's not too bad. So that happened 10 years ago in February of 2003. All right, we jumped to 25 years ago, 1988. Speaking of Action Comics, in February of 1988, we had Action Comics 600, the issue right before it would go weekly. And this featured George Perez and John Byrne, and Superman, and Wonder Woman, and Darkseid, um, back when they were trying to put Superman, or trying to hint that maybe there was some kind of 
crush between Superman and Wonder Woman. Very interesting, considering what's going on these days. Also from DC, they were putting out Flash Gordon, number one, and Phantom, number one. Uh, a Sword of the Atom special, number three. The last of the three specials after the Sword of the Atom miniseries that had come out. Uh, from Marvel, Marvel graphic novel 34, Predator and Prey, featuring Cloak and Dagger, by writer Bill Mantlo and artist Larry Stroman. And from the epic line, we had Doctor Zero number one, which was part of the Shadowline saga. And if you don't know what that was, Shadowline was a concept that Epic was trying to do where they were trying to create a shared, mature themes, uh, superhero universe um, that would feature Doctor Zero and two other titles. Um, it didn't really go over too well, and the whole thing wound up in a miniseries called Critical Mass, I believe. I've never read any of that stuff. Uh, you have to wonder if maybe it was inspired by... It was a whole project by Archie Goodwin, but you have to imagine if it was inspired by what they were trying to do with, like, say, the new universe. Um, but uh, there you go. Uh, if you didn't know that there was something like that that had come out from Epic that happened 25 years ago in 1988. And then 50 years ago, 1963, Adventure Comics 307 is the first appearance of Element Lad of the Legion of Superheroes. Metal Men number one came out and would last 56 issues, and that first issue was by Robert Kaniger and Ross Andrew. It wasn't their first appearance, but it was the first issue of their ongoing series. And imagine that, it lasted 56 issues. Amazing. And speaking of amazing, uh, 50 years ago today, February of 1963, I mean, um, Amazing Spider-Man number two, the first appearance of the Vulture, one of Spider-Man's oldest villains, celebrating 50 years, and he doesn't look a day over 106. Uh, all right, some other dates in February. On February 3rd of 1953, Adventures of Superman premieres on TV. February 6th of 2002, it was announced that Jeanette Kahn would step down as DC president after 26 years. February 8th, 1961, Bruce Timm was born. February 9th is Frank Frazetta's birthday. He was born in 1928. February 12th, 1940, uh, The Adventures of Superman radio show premiered. February 14th, 2003, Daredevil, the movie opened to a whopping 47.5 million. February 17th, 1920, Kurt Swan was born. February 18th of 1990, The Death of the Incredible Hulk TV movie aired. February 19 of 1997, Thunderbolts number one hit the stands. Great concept by Kurt Busiek and um, Mark Bagley. Very interesting twist that uh, I don't think many people saw coming on that issue. February 20th of 1996, the Generation X made-for-TV movie aired, and I don't know if anybody has ever seen it, but it is worth a look just because. <laughs> February 25th, 2003, Christopher Reeve appeared on Smallville for the first time. And February 29th, even though I don't think we get a February 29th this year, uh, but February 29th is the birthday, at least of the Silver Age version, or maybe the pre-Flashpoint um, version of Superman, of Cal-El. That is considered to be his birthday, February 29th. So there you go, just some dates uh, in the comic book history 
timeline of things. If you know of any or of any corrections, please let me know. You can email me, peter at thedailyreels.com, or leave a comment on the website under this episode. That would be awesome. Uh, you can send me a review on iTunes, and I will be back tomorrow with uh, New Comics Wednesday, also some preview suggestions, and sometime this week I have a slew of Marvel Now reviews that I'll be doing. All right, thanks for listening. See ya. Bye.